Now, of course, you know, th there may be extreme exceptions, but I'm just saying in this example, I would not go to the team member and say, hey, it appears that like your medication is really slowing you down and, you know, start a conversation that way. <laughs> Are you a business leader looking for strategies and tactics to help you navigate leadership and HR challenges as you scale? Each week on While We Were Working, we bring you our 35 plus years of experience doing exactly this for companies just like yours. For more game-changing HR and leadership insights and to connect with us, check us out at whilewewereworking.com. Welcome to While We Were Working, the podcast for small business managers and HR pros. Today, I'm so excited to introduce our newest partner, Verified First. If you listen to our show for any amount of time, you know how important it is to protect your company and hire the right people for your business. That's why we trust Verified First for all of our background check needs. With Verified First, you can rest easy knowing that you're making informed hiring decisions. Their comprehensive background check services provide you with the information you need to ensure the safety and security of your workplace. It also turns around background checks eight and a half hours faster than competitors while being two times more likely to improve your quality of hire. Plus, their user-friendly platform makes it easy to run background checks on potential hires, contractors, and volunteers. With Verified First, you can be sure that your information is secure and compliant with all state and federal regulations. So if you're looking to protect your company and business employees, give Verified First a try. Visit their website by clicking the link in the show notes. It helps support our show. And let's get started. All right, thanks for tuning in to the While We Were Working show. I'm Joey, founder of Jumpstart HR and co-host here at the show. As always, I'm joined by our awesome co-host, Summer Keytron, who is our consulting practice manager here at the show. Summer, how are you doing? Joey, it's a great day out here in California. It has finally stopped raining, so lots of reasons to smile and <laughs> looking forward to this show. How's it going over in your neck of the woods? Oh, it is going great. It's going great. Uh, it's still dreary around here, you know, on the East Coast. That, that time between November and March, you, you're likely to have more gray days than sunny days. So we're kind of in that pattern right now. But, you know, I grew up listening to a song called It Never Rains in Southern California. So uh, <laughs> something must be changing over there. <laughs> well, we can definitely use the rain. I mean, in Northern California, they've been getting a bit too much if you've been following the news. But we're grateful for the rain and hopefully it can be a little more balanced so that uh, we don't also have problems with landslides and such, but uh, really excited for today's shows. I, I heard that we've got some great topics coming up. Yeah, today's topics, we are going to be covering uh, the great resignation, possibly becoming the great recommitment. I'm sure you want to stay tuned with the latest there, as well as we're going to have an interesting conversation about uh, an employee who may be experiencing some mental health challenges and they're not quite working up to par. And so what would we do if we were in a consultant's shoe? So that's going to be Consultant's Corner. 
You don't want to miss this episode. But first and foremost, uh, let's go ahead and kick off While We Were Working. Uh, While We Were Working is the part of our show where we tell you the trends, the latest articles, new things that you may not have been able to pay attention to. Why? Because you were busy working. So we've got this article from marketwatch.com by John Swartz, and it says, it is an employer's market. Tech layoffs may have turned the great resignation into the great recommitment. Now, uh, Summer, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm tired of the greats. I'm tired of the silence. You know, it's either something of a big magnitude or something of a small magnitude. But here we are uh, discussing something that's really important for our audience today because um, it has a lot of implications. But Summer, do you want to go ahead and uh, catch everyone up on this uh, article and this topic? I'd love to. And you know, we do our best to summarize these articles and, and give our take on how it applies to uh, leaders and small business. But it's also important when you have a moment to go ahead and you know check out the source of these articles. And when I reflected on this uh, term, great recommitment, I thought, gosh, how quickly things change. And as I was reading through the article and also hearing in the news about all of the tech layoffs that have been happening but continue to happen, it's really an interesting and you know sad time, of course, for these folks who are impacted. Organizations such as Google, Apple, we've got Microsoft, they've all announced mass layoffs recently, Joey. And you know that's on top of Amazon companies like Cisco and Intel. Spotify, so many more have announced mass layoffs and in recent months. And where this has shifted so quickly in a year is that a year ago, there were very, very few companies doing layoffs. And now these laid off workers are struggling to find jobs. And, you know, if you think back to the great resignation, tech workers were jumping from one high paying job to the next, you know, seeking a higher salary. And now we're seeing something a little bit different, which is in this article being called, you know, the great recommitment, like people really rethinking if they want to leave their current job and face a highly competitive search. Yeah, it's it's so crazy. Uh, they, you know, there's the old saying there's a difference. What a difference a day makes. And now, you know, what a difference 365 days make, because to your point, not only were people, you know, switching jobs and I have friends who would, you know, that are in tech and I'm totally happy for them. And they'll say, you know, hey, a recruiter called me for this opportunity. A recruiter reached out to me about this opportunity. What do you think? And at the time, my advice was always, yeah, sure. Entertain it. You know, economies, you know growing in that particular time frame uh it's a good time to to switch into the career of your of your dreams but you know now with this whole tightening of the economy and with people thinking about the great recommitment as we're calling it it's a good time to buckle down it's a good time to stay with your employer it's a good time to see what opportunities exist within your organization and just continue to prove yourself valuable. Uh, and then for those who, you know, unfortunately are experiencing these layoffs, 
Uh, you know, I'm, I'm rooting, I'm rooting for you, uh, for the hiring managers out there. If you are considering gaps in resumes as a serious, uh, detriment to a person's, uh, resume, I think you should just throw that out of the window. Um, these are, these are unique times and there's really great candidates out there and you can have an opportunity for them to join your team. I think that's solid advice, Joey. And I think it's very similar to what we've seen in candidates that we have interviewed over the past year or two, where we have seen more movement, uh, jumping job to job. And I think previous to COVID, we would have really asked, is this an employee who has the potential for a long-term, a long-term stay and really probed into that. But because it's become more common lately, I think it does beg a deeper discussion as to the why. And, you know, if somebody left because of a reason that is legitimate and you know that they would thrive in your organization and that that same risk doesn't exist for them to potentially leave the organization, then it could still be a really great fit. And on this same note, if you are a hiring manager or you're a company who is fortunate enough to either be growing or in a space where you are at least continuing to hire, this is a unique opportunity to actually grab some of this top talent that's not being let go because of performance. It's sim they're simply being let go because of company finances. And there's a really cool website uh, called layoff.fyi. So here's a little recruiting hack from your friends at Jumpstart. If you go out to the site, you can actually see all of the names of the companies. In many cases, a list of the names of the staff that have been laid off. So first you might ask yourself, well, that seems like a little, like kind of a little weird that all of these names would be out there, but they're actually being shared in an effort to uh, get these folks' names out there so that if you are hiring, you could then say, go out to LinkedIn or uh, contact them online and start a discussion to see if they might be someone you'd want to consider for your team. Yeah, I, I love it. There are certain uh, aspects of tech that restore my faith in humanity. And this site is one of them because truly the goal is to uh, connect people with opportunities. Now, we we talked on a previous episode about the whole chat GPT and some of the tools that are changing the way that uh, that work is being done and approached. I'm throwing a huge curveball here, but I think we should we should chat about it. If you're a job seeker with a, a set of skills that uh, maybe an employer could leverage chat GPT for, how does that sort of uh, adjust your your job search approach do you kind of treat it as 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 usual do you you know jump on the the first person that gives an offer uh what are your what are your thoughts for anyone who who might be in that in that situation not to not to put you on the spot but <laughs> to put you on the spot <laughs> yeah no i mean it's I, I think it's a great question and I, I i think if i was in that position I would be thinking about what skills do I have personally that are of immense value to an employer that can't be replaced by technology. Like that may be critical thinking and decision-making. That may be empathy. So, you know, going through the list of what skills do I possess that even with like alongside uh, this tool, 
uh, ChatGPT can't truly be replaced. And I would even, if I if I knew that a company was was utilizing ChatGPT for part of uh, what was maybe previously the whole role, I would make my pitch of how I could utilize it to make the company more effective. So I think there's, you know, there's definitely some angles that folks can take, but I think reflecting on what they are really good at that makes them human uh, would be my go-to because let's face it, this technology is going to replace a lot of the the simpler repetitive tasks. Yeah, yeah. And, and speaking of uh, repetitive tasks that are not so simple, um, that's actually quite complex that you do need a a company for us background checks. Um, so we have a new partner uh, for Jumpstart, it's Verified First. Uh, if you are looking for a background check, they are a- extremely easy to work with. Uh, they're supporters of the show. So if you uh, need background check services and want a, a vetted source for background checks, uh, click the link in our bio or click the link in our show notes. Um, so that you can get an opportunity to learn more about Verified First, uh, their easy technology, their quick turnarounds, and they're extremely uh, safe and secure to work with. All right, let's go ahead and jump into Consultant's Corner. Now, Summer, what is Consultant's Corner for those who may be tuning in for the very first time? Well, it's our second half of the show where we take a question that either came from the audience or came in from one of our consultants at some point uh, where they've presented an issue that we've dialogued about internally. And so we like to talk about these on the show because we recognize that these are real life challenges or questions that folks are experiencing with their teams. And we like to provide that real real world advice. So if you're listening to the show and you have a question that you'd like to submit to us, uh, we'd love to tackle it. Of course, you know, we promise to keep names and uh, company info confidential and you can reach us online. Hello at jumpstart-hr.com. All right. So this, uh, this topic that we're covering today is um, it came in and says, we have an employee that has openly discussed their mental health and medication management challenges. This employee has had performance issues like missing deadlines and low productivity for some time. I'm afraid and uncertain how to address or if I even can. So Summer, this sounds like it came from a manager who listens to the show and they're curious about how to manage the the balance between productivity and personal mental health and how to show up as a manager and guide in the midst of what could be a sticky situation. Um, so Summer, what are your what are your thoughts on on this topic? Well, first, I I definitely feel for this manager because I know uh, that as HR professionals and as organizations, there has been this push to be aware of uh, mental health and providing, you know, time, resources and tools for 
folks to be their best self and, and to be their healthiest. And so I recognize that this manager is feeling a little conflicted between, you know, knowing that their team member is having a tough time health-wise, but also that manager's obligation to the company to ensure that team members are meeting the minimum requirement in terms of contribution. So I, I definitely feel for them, but I think it's great that they're asking the question because sometimes we get pulled in to try to fix situations where the wrong things have already been said and puts a company at risk. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a great topic to talk about. Yeah. And I think it's a good time to just say for the record, you know, our show is for educational purposes to help stimulate ideas. And if you need a deeper dive, definitely reach out to us and we can talk about a specific scenario. So I think some of the advice or considerations that we give will help paint a picture of, of a best path to go forward. But obviously each scenario, each situation is going to be its own specific specific case. So mm -hmm. I think Summer, if if you tackle, you know, we can kind of play um not good cop, bad cop, but just looking at this from different angles. So I'll take a look at this from the angle of how do we support uh, an employee who has mentioned potential uh, mental health challenges? I think the first thing that you would want to do is quite frankly, to have a refresher or uh, an understanding of the ADA, which is the Americans with Disabilities Act, and just identify, you know, well, what are the responsibilities that I have as an employer? And then what are the potential landmines that I or my uh, colleagues could get into if we say the wrong thing, have the wrong expectations, so on and so forth. Um, mm -hmm. So if you haven't brushed up on that fine piece of reading, uh, reach out to us because we, we take a look at it all the time. Uh, the other thing is, you know, just there are so many uh, new um, mental health offerings um, at the corporate or um, company level that you could even consider uh, rolling out to your team. Uh, because if, if one person has mentioned it, you could you could surely assume that maybe other people might be wrestling with mental health challenges as well. Mm -hmm. And so being someone who can lean into providing support would be a great way to be an employer of choice. Now I'm going to give all the, the, the nice ideas, the good ideas. Summer, get in the trenches and help this person because there's a performance issue here. And that's the part I want to I wanna hear you hear you shed light on. Certainly. I, I think first and foremost, I always advise that managers are not the first one to bring up any sort of medical uh, matter. So whether that's a medication or um, some sort of illness or injury, it's really important that we are not the ones prompting that conversation. Now, of course, you know, th there may be extreme exceptions, but I'm just saying in this example, I would not go to the team member and say, hey, it appears that like your medication is really slowing you down and, you know, start a conversation that way. Um, <laughs> because certainly we, we know that's not going to go well. Now, even if that same conversation was handled a little bit more delicately, it's definitely putting the company at risk to go into a performance conversation leading with 
some sort of condition that may be protected by the ADA. So the way that I recommend that these conversations start is based solely on performance, because at the end of the day, that is the piece that we uh, are looking to tackle. Yes, we care about the team member and yes, we want to help them. So I like to tackle that conversation talking about where I've seen the performance has been lacking and then ask some very open-ended questions such as, is there anything that the company can help you with to assist you in meeting these expectations? So the goal there is if there are specifics in any area that the team member can think of, they're going to bring it up in that conversation. And so if a, an employee says something to the effect of, gosh, you know what, I could really use just a couple of days off to like go see my doctor. They bring it up. That's totally fine. Maybe they say, hey, you know what, I'm having trouble with my medication. Like if I could work part time for a couple of days, a couple of days off, like I think I could get it right. Then those are great conversations to have because now you're having an interactive conversation. And the more a company is willing to essentially accommodate, you know, flex to give that team member what they need to be well and be a great worker, at the end of the day, everybody wins. So mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. it's totally acceptable to address performance issues. When, especially if we know that there's some underlying challenges that may be contributing to it, but it's very important that we don't lead those conversations with the assumptions and discussing any sort of medical conditions going into it. So that's kind of my word of advice. And I'm curious to hear what you have to say about it, Joey. Well, uh, I would just sort of lay on the uh, severity of this and say, you know, don't go into these conversations alone and don't go into these conversations without a plan. And uh, ideally, you know, you could work with a firm like ours to help you coach, uh, coach your way through these conversations. Because let's just say a scenario happens where you're, you're listening to the pod, you, you've gotten an idea and uh, you feel like you can go at it alone. And you tell, you ask the colleague, hey, you know, things aren't working, what's going on? And then they just up and say, yeah, um, my, my ADHD is kicking my butt or I've, I've, my depression, I just can't shake it. Or, you know, I had a anxiety attack. Um, you know, that's why I wasn't on, on Zoom with my, with my camera on. And then what do you do? You know, what do you do once, once the cat is out of the bag and uh, it, it's out there? So uh, I definitely would say treat these uh, conversations with uh, delicacy uh, or a delicate touch rather, and just make sure that you have proper resources to, to navigate this. Like we said, whether it's a, a physical disability or a mental disability, there are federal protections um, for this. So no matter where in the country you go, uh, there are protections for individuals who uh, might have, have these challenges. And it's an employer's obligation to do what's called reasonable accommodations. And so uh, if you don't know what those what that is, it's a government term about basically trying to meet someone where they are to help them accomplish tasks or to help them thrive in their job. So if all of this sounds foreign to you, 
all the more reason to pick up the phone and uh, give us a call or go on our website, uh, jumpstart-hr.com, because you you want to make sure that you're handling these these well. Uh, definitely for the employee, uh, but also for your team who is looking at, well, how did they handle the situation for this individual? Because that will give an inclination of how things are handled if if another person uh, had those same challenges. So, um, you know, we could we could talk about we could talk about um, you know those next steps, which could be pips or uh, resources or you know uh, shifting job duties. Um, there's a whole host of ways we could go with it. So. Maybe there's a follow-up conversation we can have sometime, but Summer, do you have any any parting thoughts on, on this topic? I do just really quick because as I was hearing you talk about uh, some of those items at the end, it made me think about some conversations that I've had with companies that when they find themselves in these situations, like what we've described, performance issues and some sort of known health condition, they do sometimes feel held a little hostage in managing the situation because they're aware that there's a risk, but they're not entirely certain how to navigate it. So sometimes Mm -hmm. they don't. And left unaddressed, it can actually turn into more complex, challenging issues. So please know that ignoring it will not make it go away. And in many cases, it actually becomes worse than if it was addressed earlier on. Definitely. Uh, bad behavior or bad outcomes within your organization, if they're treated or assumed to be normal, uh, you'll build an organization that essentially uh, attempts to work around that that bad behavior or bad outcomes. And uh, people assume that that is the way that you win in an organization. So uh, we, we've seen that too, where <laughs> uh, we, we've tried to make some helpful interventions and, you know, a, a manager gets cold feet because, well, you know, I've known this person for a long time and I'm, a, I'm afraid to rock the boat. Uh, these are very real, you know, emotions that a, a manager may have, uh, but all the more reason to support your efforts uh, with a team that can guide you through a scenario like this, because for us, this is chatter, right? For us, this is conversation. But for a, a, a person tuning in, it's their life, it's their job performance, it's their team on the line. And so we're here to help. If you if you have questions or struggle with, with those difficult conversations, uh, reach out to us at jumpstart-hr.com and we'll be glad to, to get you to that next step. It's been a great show. Yeah, a really great show, great topics. Um, we've talked about the great recommitments uh, we've talked about uh, how to have conversations about performance with uh, an individual who may have indicated they are um, facing mental health challenges and with their medication. Uh, and we have an awesome partner in Verified First who is uh, our source for background checks. If you're looking for faster checks and uh, great quality of hire, definitely check out the link in our show notes. That concludes this week's show. If you liked it, go ahead and leave a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your content, and make sure you share it with a few friends to let them know, hey, you can still work and grab our pod on the go so you can stay up to date on all the HR issues you need to know about. So, Summer, 
Till next time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Got more questions? Then make sure you check out whilewewereworking.com for more tips and resources. Or shoot us a message on social media. See you next week.